Hello, and welcome to The War Report. I am your host, Cyrus, joined by Quan. This is a show where we talk about NXT and AEW. How are you feeling, Quan? Oh, and this nigga done muted himself. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Well, low key. <laughs> I'm kind of exhausted. I don't know. <laughs> this weekend kind of wore me out. Long weekend. It shouldn't have, but somehow it did. I'm like, you know, when you uh, just, you get like, you know, you get a whole bunch of sleep and then your body's just like, yeah, we could, we, we could go for a little bit more, man. <laughs> yeah. Run it up. Um, but no, I'm, I don't know. I took, I took a nap as normal before, uh, AEW. So I'm kind I'm kind of, uh, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I should have. I've been um <laughs> I have been binging Attack on Titan. Um I didn't so when it first came out, I watched season one and then when season one finished, it took like three years for them to do season two. So by the time season two came out, I just didn't care anymore. So mm. I didn't watch it, but uh I decided to get back into it. I'm already like halfway through season two. And um what's up? What's up? Attack on Titan is where I started my anime hiatus. I was just like, oh, man. Okay, everybody's telling me to watch the show. And I was watching it. And I was just like, I think it's like, I, I remember every time the episode where they took forever to move that rock. And then the rock <laughs> was busted in the next th- 30 minutes. I said, yeah, I think I'm good. Um, yeah. Also, I thought I thought the show was very ugly. But apparently, uh, they changed animation studios and it starts looking a lot better. So I think I might uh I might tap in at some point in time. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, it, it, I did notice the jump from season one to season two, how much different it looked. Um, I, I don't know if that was when, but I can see a difference. And also, I think season two is a lot less. It gets right to the shits. It, it ain't like season one where they kind of you know character building. Season two, we right to it off the rip. Uh, and I my brother that. was also really into it as well when it premiered on Toonami, mm-hmm. and so you know. Whenever I pass by the living room, you know, I'd hear some shit. But what is it? When it was in that courtroom trying to dictate what to do with the nigga. Oh, my I God, said, all right, was, come on, man. Hurry, hurry up was, and figure this shit out, bro. That was like, so dramatic. <laughs> that was the most dramatic yeah. shit I've ever seen in the anime. And I, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of anime in my life, but that was extremely dramatic. Well, yeah. So speaking um, of dramatics, I'll give, I'll give Attack on Titan uh, the thing someday. But yeah, speaking of dramatics. What a dramatic weekend. The last five days have been the most dramatic. <laughs> a, uh, what is it? AEW uh, being as dramatic as it could possibly be with the MJF, uh, Tony Khan stuff. And I say we should get right into it because we have a very, very uh, lengthy show to get through. Um, so in the trenches, we're going to start with, uh, I know it's a little bit backwards to talk about the uh, media scrum before um, the pay-per-view, but we're going to talk about a little bit of the media scrum because, you know, all the MJF stuff literally happens tonight. So the only thing that really uh, stuck out to me in the media scrum was uh, Jay Cargill's uh, part of it. Um, I think the part where Tony Khan talks about uh, CM Punk, like being a draw in AEW saying that Eric Bischoff is wrong. I'm not even going to entertain that because I kind of want to entertain it. Can we entertain it a little bit? Well, he's not. The numbers. Eric Bischoff said that he is not 
Kevin Nash and Scott Hall when they went to WCW. And he's not. That's an objective fact. Like, there's no, like, but, but, it, like, there's no buts. He's what, what the, uh, what the outsiders did when they came in, changed the fucking game. When CM Punk came, it did not. It simply hasn't. And he's a champion now, and the game is still not changed. So, therefore, I don't think we should entertain this well, conversation, well, but go off, Corn. I just thought it was very, very interesting. I think, um, who was it? Trevor Dame on Twitter. He pointed out yeah. just, just kind of the the atmosphere of the media scrum. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. expecting hard-hitting journalism, but it did feel a little buddy-buddy. Um, I feel like there wasn't a lot well, of pressing about well, the MJF situation. But I'm going to stop you real quick. You know why you feel like, you know, we weren't expecting hard media questions? these aren't real journalists for the most part exactly like these these are (laughs) these are all just fans with like you know inside access like um trevor dame uh you know he made a really good point like like you were saying like it it just felt like mj uh, i mean uh tony khan just you know shooting the shit with friends and they asked like a little bit of questions like it felt like a twitter spaces bro that's all it is um tony khan in the twitter spaces Shit, that, that it might happen sooner or later, bro. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think wrestling journalism really showed their ass, and it's a joke. And I'm glad that somebody actually like pointed it out. Um, but uh, continue, keep going, man. No, that was just it. I just thought the okay. whole, um, the whole kind of his whole rant on Eric Bischoff, it, it, it was, um, it was something. It was a lot of jokes on the timeline about maybe. <laughs> It was a uh, you know substance induced or something like that, but um, man, it was just uh, it was really I mean, weird. When and, oh, um, I'm saying one one comment in particular before you go, that we won the Friday Night War. I have yet to someone explain to me what the Friday Night War was because if you're talking about SmackDown ratings versus Rampage ratings, that that w- that one that one 15 minute instant where people decided they wanted to watch wrestling over a promo that was happening on SmackDown. Oh, man, yeah, we got SmackDown on the ropes. And then we see all every Friday number, and they're not even sniffing half the numbers that they are. And if, it, and if you want it to be the Friday Night War, motherfucker, Rampage is, like, it's on the tier of NXT. They only get, like, two, like, uh, you know, no, 200K more. I think he gets way more viewers than Dynamite does. I mean, I'm sorry, Rampage does. What is it? Like, what did Rampage do? Last? Rampage did like what? Three hundred thousand last week. But it, you know, to put your worst performing show against the WWE's best performing show is fucking nuts. And what? And also, the funny thing about that night that he's talking about, I'm assuming he's talking about that night. Is Where that they were on FS1? It, they were on FS1, and it wasn't even like it was total viewers. It was the male demo, the male eighteen to forty nine demo. That was that's what won. A, that's the crazy part. <laughs> and a demo that they are disregarding today, saying that the demo doesn't matter uh, since they had low demos not too long ago. It is a fucking joke. It's comedy. Mm-hmm. Like this shit is ridiculous. Um. Hey man. It is. It is what it is. Um. Like nah, punk. Uh, punk is not a Scott Hall or Kevin Nash. They literally like revolutionized the business. Uh, with what they've done, 
And we'll see what dynamite numbers look like coming out of this, because if they're not going above their like one, uh, 1.1 million, uh, you know, that ceiling that they've had for a really long time, then nigga, he not better than Kevin Hall and Nash. He's not a draw. It's the same amount of people that, and then, you know how it goes. I say it every time in the chat whenever the ratings comes out. And I don't like talking about the rate. But we're going to have the – I feel like they're going to crack 1 million, right? they definitely do 1 million this week. Next week, they're going to be either 18 or 20% down from what they normally are. Huge announcement. And then it's going to ramp back up and, you know, back to where it was. It's always been like that. Like, check. I know I don't really – I keep saying that I really don't care about rating, but when you look at them, that is a constant cycle that is with AEW. There, there are always some 18 to 23% down whenever they hit a million. Mm-hmm. Um, so for journalists to never, to honestly never point that out when he said that or actually have a retort, they just let him get his bars off. I thought it was just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, they, they kind of had to. He's speaking 100 words a minute. <laughs> they couldn't even interject. He, he would get I, his shit off. He he had that plan for a minute. He like, I can't wait to get this shit off. I had I got all the all the facts and, for uh, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, and then you know, whenever the Eric Bischoff podcast comes out, I don't listen to that shit. But you know, the Twitter clip is going to come out. He's going to retort, and they're going to go back and forth. And then honestly, who I don't care about the Eric Bischoff uh, Tony Khan beef. Because Eric Bischoff doesn't do anything I care for. Yeah, I don't care about anything either of those two guys are doing in, in 2022, especially Eric Bischoff. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, this, yeah, I don't know, whatever. It, it's weird. Also, you know, it's just all cap. And then, you know, whatever. I think CM Punk and Tony Khan are perfect for each other. Um, but something that I wanted to point out during the media scrum is something that made me raise my eyebrow is when uh, Jay Cargill was asked, um, about the possibility of Sonny Kiss joining the baddies. And Jade kind of says that we're kind of, we booked. We, we're, we there's no more fall, space. <laughs> they said, we got a publicist. We got a lawyer. You know, we got two, uh, two other wrestlers. Like, this is a very full stable. And I was just like, nigga, what? Get rid I mean- of Mark Sterling. Yeah, I don't think they need Mark Sterling. I don't, is he still in the group? I'm not even sure. He he wasn't. Oh, he with came. Them. He came out tonight. Uh, he came Did out he come tonight. out? Uh, oh. I don't think he came out with them, but he came out during the pay per view, which I uh, and Jade's like stead. So I, don't know. I would imagine I he kind of so- softly got kicked out of the group. I would imagine. Uh, who knows though? Um, yeah, I mean, hey man, Sunny Kiss, Godspeed, man. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't you know. tell you. I don't tell you. Even even your homie was just like, nah, ain't nothing I could do for you. And I think that's fucking crazy, bro. You can't you can't even like entertain the thought of a motherfucker joining. Yeah, tease it. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. She's like, no, (laughs) I said not. Yeah. Um. And then Tony Khan was asked the MJF question during the media scrum, and he kind of like softly ducked it. And I feel like that was that was the plan. That 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 was the uh. They they trying to plant the work seed. They trying to make it all work yeah. out. Um, want to get in? You want to get into it? This MJF talk. Yeah. So uh, you know the the thing with the MJF talk is though is like it doesn't even matter anymore now. Like everything that happened this yeah. weekend, it's it, wrestling news. Wrestling news moves so fast 
that like when it wants to <laughs> like by the time y'all hear this, this is going to be i mean super old. we're going to talk about it but like we already well, it was, like, after watching dynamite tonight we already know like okay this is what it is now yeah um we're gonna we were gonna review double or nothing but let's let's kind of just get into the mjf stuff uh including his dynamite segment like we're just gonna go through it right now so at the uh at the start of last weekend mjf no shows a meet and greet um fight for report is just like you know uh comes out saying that he booked a ticket for you know out of las vegas that night yeah and then um there was a report saying um when he was no showing he was at the vegas hitting them slots whatever um there was very much a lot like a lot of people uh thinking or um saying that mjf was kind of gonna no show the uh no show the pay-per-view but we've heard through a very lucrative source that mjf was just like you know I'm going to do the job and then I'm leaving straight up. And um, we fast forward to dynamite because MJF very much does the job and walks away. They do a terrible stretcher job and you know, the whole thing. And then dynamite comes around and he does his promo at this point to me. I think everything is settled. He got paid. He def- that check that check cashed Everything on Tuesday. Settled. Everything settled. <laughs> yeah, I I think whatever whatever issues they had, it's been resolved. At least at least uh, at a minimum, where he's willing to still work. You know what I mean? Maybe they're not yeah. like best friends, but I, I I think they came to some kind of resolve. So I mean, that's good for them. I'm happy that this is kind of over. So now I'm I'm really interested to see where this goes. Are they gonna like I saw you talking about it in the chat? Like, is this gonna be like the Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon kind of situation? But I don't know if that works because you know the AEW <laughs> fan base they like Tony Khan, so you know they like both. They're going to cheer both. That is yeah. you know without a doubt. But this is very. I think this is very much going to be like MJF is going to be like this very anti-establishment sort of thing in a very like kind of like promo heavy kind of way um i would say in a cm punk fashion but not i I, right now i can't really formulate why i said that but i just Hmm. feel like this is very much more of a stoke cold steve uh i think it's like more of a stoke cold steve austin thing than like a a punk versus like hunter or something like that um also I made that comparison and just, I don't think Tony Khan is going to be out there, you know, taking salts of the earth or whatever the fuck uh, that nigga finisher is uh, and shit like that. I just think that MJF is really just going to go out there just talking shit, um, cussing and all that. And then basically just like what we saw last night. Um, okay. Um, I got a question I'm for t- you. How did you feel about the promo though on Dynamite this week? Did you feel... so? I talked to Dom Griffin, uh, the armchair altor, somebody that we had on the show a lot. And we often, or like, it often gets mentioned about Vince Russo's like work promos, uh, work promo sort of things like WCW sort of things and stuff like that. So at this point, I'm already just like, okay, this nigga got paid for the show. Like no way you're getting these bars off and you're not getting paid. Same oh, as like absolutely. the fucking pipe. There, like, there same, same no as the pipe way. bomb. Like, yeah, there's no way. No, like. Fine. Yeah, like it's fine, right? But all right, let me suspend my disbelief and you know get in the back seat. 
and it's not working. You're you're going out there calling this nigga cheap, uh, you know, talking shit about all the ex-WWE guys that come through. And I feel like he really missed up. If he really wanted his words to sting, he would have mentioned, you know, you're about to lose me like you lose Cody. I did the stupid blood and guts match. I did the stupid musical. Like I was like with Jericho. I did everything that you asked me to do, even though like it brought me nowhere closer to the, you know, the world title. Yeah. I mean, like, we still got like, more. We, we got more weeks to go. I'm just but like the promo right now, you're asking me about it right now. I feel yeah. like there are more heavy hitting topics that he could have like hit, mm-hmm. but he kind of just went for, you know, kind of everything that Twitter has been like saying for the, like the past, like, you know, ex WWE guys being put over like more than the homegrown guys. Yeah. Um, oh, don't I get twisted. Like, this is, this is for Twitter. This whole storyline is for Twitter. Oh, yeah. No, this, nobody this outside, no casual, you know, well, like just watch a show. Guys cause it's, care about cause stuff. it started on, cause it started on Twitter. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge it for being like the Twitter storyline. Like this is the Twitter promotion, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, I feel like if MJF really wanted to like really get his bars off, like he could have cut a little deeper. Cause like, you know, if you don't, if you don't plan on working there anymore, why are you holding back? Mm-hmm. Unless you plan on coming back next week and cutting another promo and working, you know, more and more. So like, uh, I hope we don't see him. For yeah, a while. It's, it's, ideally, ideally, I hope we don't see. Him I don't for feel a like long. we. I, I feel like we should have seen him now because and uh, what is know. it? Wardlow did the damn thing. Yeah, that's that's one of that was one of my problems. It kind of just like mm-hmm. it's one of those, it's one of those blur the line situations where like obviously you want to get the work shoot promo off, but like it kind of diminishes what Wardlow did because he came out, didn't really address Wardlow, didn't address anything, went straight to Tony Khan. Well, and no, no kind of, you know, no kind of selling of what happened to him on that Sunday. It's just like, yeah. oh, okay. It kind of um, like hurts Wardlow shine a little bit. Yeah, it definitely does. And then, you know, MJF lost that match. Was it competitive at all? It was basically a glorified squash. Like it was, uh, you know, that now that I got a little, right, now, now that I got a little knowledge, you know, it was like Batista and Triple A's. Like it was just like this is a spectacle. Like let's all come together and watch his ass. Like while he doesn't do the whole thing, and he just comes out like you know a couple of days later and just being like, you know, doing the whole thing. And then he came out of this with way more direction than Warlow is. Yeah, MJF got this whole story going out for them, and then Warlow's facing JD Drake. What the fuck is going on here? Um, and then I say all that. Um, I still feel like the promo is pretty good. Like, you know, I, I like some of the jabs and some of the shots that he sent in there. But, you know, if if like if this was like a really real thing and, you know, he wasn't like planning on returning, like I feel like he could have cut the knife a little bit. You know, he could have really got in there. Um, you, know what I, you know what I liked about the promo? I liked um, I liked the when he called about a lot of the guys dropping dudes on their heads. And I saw two different people oh, drop, yeah. get dropped on their head tonight too. When, <laughs> so, when, I mean, when he, when he, when he came out, the niggas that like he worked with, it was just like, you know, like motherfuckers really can't work. I'm the only motherfuckers that's actually like, you know, kind of like putting a story together when I come out oh, here. And well, I was just thank like, you. I yeah, was that's like, facts. Thank yeah. Thank he, you. you know, so finally. That that's what he gets praised for by a lot of the, uh, the people in the industry. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, that's cool that, you know, he let that, uh, let that shit off. Um. Yeah, this is. I don't hate the promo. I don't. Um, but it's kind of clear where you know this whole thing goes. Like, I don't. This is no longer. 
you know, uh, the lines aren't blurred for me. We're in too deep. That's why. Yeah. Uh, we got, as, we, as, we got as, too much. We got too much information. That's the problem. Yeah, we got way too much information going into this, and we had like you know a lot of uh, you know media outlets trying to like soften the blow for him, uh, for for Tony Gone. So I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's hitting work territory. Um, but we'll see what happens, uh, you know, as the weeks goes on. But that's kind of just how I feel about the MJF thing. And then um, he cuts off. Uh, what is it? The the promo gets cuts off. You know, and they go to a commercial break and they act, they don't acknowledge it at all when they come back. But like uh, there was a Twitter video that came out where security was like chasing MJF and then CM Punk was also like helping this uh, helping security chase him. And I was just like, damn, nigga, y'all came and like do a work shoot right. Why the fuck you got the world champion out there trying to chase him for? Because he's mad. CM Punk, the the known fuck the boss guy, helping (laughs) apprehend somebody that has a a problem with their boss, that shit is crazy to me. But um, nah, uh, they could have did without that. Um, I wish I didn't see that, but it is what it is. Um, I'm glad MJF is not getting paid peanuts no more. Uh, Get the bag, man. Because I feel Um, like... Although I do not like a lot of MJ's work, MJF's work in AEW, he is absolutely right when he says he's doing a lot more shit and doing a lot more for AEW than half the W, uh, well, more than half of the ex-WWE guys that are coming in. Um, So I feel like, you know, he's well in his right to get paid because there's people getting paid way more than him and don't give a shit. Uh, Speaking of straight up, don't give a shit. Speaking of getting paid, can we talk about that Wade Keller report? (laughs) Uh, I I didn't read it because I was just like, I didn't read it because I was just like, we're going to see what this promo from him has to offer. Because I felt like that's going to be the through byline of like, shit, I really care about this anymore. And now I I would just just talking about, man, them them starting salaries. If that was what it really was, like they said uh, between 40K to 70K, like these guys landed on their necks for 40K. Niggas was doing blood and guts for four for fifty k, bro. Yeah, assuming you know, we heard rumors that MJF didn't get you know that raise until January this year. That means he was working that whole time, making fifty k. That's crazy mm-hmm. to me. That blows my Tony. Tony, come on, man. You gotta pay these uh, guys. Well, it's like people are just like, oh, you signed, you shouldn't have signed that bullshit deal. Well, I saw a lot of. Twitter kind of shitting on MJF for like accepting that starting salary. And it was just like, dude, he was getting like, if AEW was peanuts, this nigga was getting paid air in MLW. So it might literally um, have been a hot dog and a handshake in MLW at that point. I'm saying like for real, for real. So I thought it was kind of disgusting. And I think like, despite how you feel about MJF, the I support not the promotion crowd or, you know, those sort of folks coming together, shitting on MJF, calling him a dick rider, all that shit, because he accepted, a, you know, a better deal than what he was getting before. I thought it was nuts. I didn't like that at all. I was just like, well, what the fuck, bro? What I want? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really uh, have nothing to say on the matter, man. Um, 
this nigga did blood and guts and he was getting paid less than me. That shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Um, it is what it is. Double or nothing. So, let's let's get into uh our double or nothing review. Uh no transition. Let me pull up the card. I got uh it's on the dock. I got it. Oh, this is not even the full card, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, my fault. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Uh so, so start it off. All right, man. Did you watch the buy-in? No. Okay. So you didn't watch uh, Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Mark Sterling? You, you didn't miss much. It's about five minutes. Um, Dan Housen did a couple comedy spots. Hook beat up Mark Sterling. Hook beat up Tony Nese. And uh, Dan Housen got the pin. So that was that. I don't know oh, where right. it goes. I don't know where it goes from there. Um, open up the show. We already discussed it. Wardlow versus MJF. Um, like you said, pretty much a glorified squash. And I think that was the right decision. That was, I predicted that a little earlier that day. I said, you're going to get powerbombed 10 times out of there. Regardless, this is regardless of uh, whatever was going on that weekend. I yeah. think this was going to be the plan. This should have been the plan. And it made perfect sense to get Wardlow over as a monster to get his comeuppance on MJF. And I think it was the right decision. Um, how do you, did you feel mm-hmm. that? I you agree had well. feelings about the match or that did you took no, it was, uh, I think that, well, I felt like they might have like, uh, they could have had like a little match or like, you know, put a little something together, but, um, I'm absolutely fine with this. Okay. So Next I up. thought the match was perfect. Uh, my fault. Next up. <sighs> The Hardys versus the Young Bucks. First of all, this was 19 minutes long. Jesus Christ, the match was 19 minutes. It felt like 45 because um, the Hardys were moving in slow motion, man. Look, look, I know, I understand. Y'all love the Hardys, but it's time, man. It's time to hang it up. They've been doing this since, what, 95? It's time. Mm-hmm. Jeff looked terrible. Um, there. Je- Jeff looked unsafe. He looked like he gonna hurt somebody or himself. What's crazy? So what's crazy to me is that Jeff looked worse than Matt Hardy out there. And I was just like, how the fuck, bro? Um, I saw this match live in 2017, and it was a lot better. Um, this match was terrible. Uh, just a straight up no for me. Um, yeah, I would not enjoy. I didn't. I wasn't feeling. It. They tried to redeem it at the end, but it was too late. I was already out of the match. I was like, Jeff looks like a, a wreck. I mean, we had reports that he went into the match banged up because of the Darby Allen match. So, which makes me think, why did they even have that damn match in the first place? Which you know, mm-hmm. we discussed that a month ago. But it's just stop trotting these guys out here, man. This this is not a good look. Um, keep these keep these. Uh, I just yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have them work. Make it like your special occasions. I don't want to see these guys on the weekly show anymore. This is it's getting sad. Like mm-hmm. someone's gonna bad, get hurt. You're gonna get more. You're gonna get more of these niggas on the show. I know they're probably gonna get tagged out of run, which makes it even worse. Uh. Um. Yeah. No, nah, man. I'm not really rocking. Uh. With that match at all. Could have. Could have definitely been cut. Um. Next up. Jade Cargill defeats Anna Jay to retain her uh, TN. I'm sorry, TBS championship. I don't really remember much of this match. I just remember the kind of the finish of um, WCW levels of overbooked. AEW 2019 end of the episode levels of overbooked. 
I miss this those. shit I was out. <laughs> this I shit was them. absolute. Well, you know what's crazy is that like back then they used to like do it at the end of the show. Now they do it in the middle of the show. I kind of miss those. Um, yeah. Shout out to our guy Stokely Hathaway, um, newest member of All Elite Wrestling. I guess is now the manager of the baddies. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, in, in typical AEW fashion, immediately have somebody else debut after their last debut. Well, let, 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 let's dial it back a little bit but oh, before go ahead, go ahead. we get there. So this match is Jay Cargill versus Anna Jay. I think this is actually a little bit better than their first, uh, a little bit better than their first match um, until all the shenanigans start. So you get the first interference with uh, the baddies uh, coming in. Um, Reveal it and then uh what's the what's the uh Kira Hogan and then you know a little more wrestling yada yada I already kind of like to now at this point then you get uh Mark Sterling to come out to help Jade even further and I was just like since when Jade needed all this to win like this is crazy then you get uh John uh John Silver coming out to assist Anna Jay and I was just like, all right, what are we doing here? Like, for real, for real, what the fuck are we doing? And then we get the Stokely Hathaway coming out. So we get four run-ins in this one match. <laughs> Since when Jay Cargill needed all that. Um, shout out to, you know, shout out to Stoke. You know, I got love for him and all that. But, like, come on, bro. What the fuck was that? Four run-ins? Then the match finishes. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Statlander comes out. Yeah, and then Chris Statlander comes out. The crowd is cheering because, you know, oh, man, this is somebody that legitimately could take the title off Jay Cargill. Ah, let's scratch that. Hit them with the remix. And then fucking Athena comes out. Hater of the year. Yeah, I'm just like, why Why are we doing print, like, in the in Chris Statlander getting showed up two weeks in, uh, like, twice in one week? It's crazy. In the same weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy, bro. Um, That's all I had to say about that. I just thought uh, that was a little uh, excessive. Like, they didn't need to do... They didn't need to do any of the shit that they did in there. And if you guys heard the A show, I'm going to kind of echo J5's thoughts. Jay Cargill could talk. We didn't, we is, didn't think she... We didn't think she needed Mark Sterling in the first place. Remember, we said that. Yeah, when exactly. Mark Sterling first came in. So. Um, J five said it as well. I think there's a better uh, there's a better use of Stokely's time. There's a lot of motherfuckers back there that can't talk, and Stokely could be that personality and that voice for him. Uh, J five was listing off a lot of people, but who I absolutely feel like he should have been with, and then could have put yeah. something together, is Swerve and Keith Lee. Cause boy, them boys are. Corn balls, bruh. Yeah. And I felt like Stokely could have like made him a little bit cooler. But like Stoke is a phenomenal talent. Like amazing. But she could talk on her own. She doesn't like not that he's a crutch, but like she doesn't really need another person in her stable. Like her and the baddies were already kind of like they can all depending how you feel about Kira Hogan and like uh you know Red Velvet. I feel like they could all talk on their own. Like, all three, like, the three baddies could talk. Like, you know, they could talk their shit. Yeah. By uh, by their lonesome. They don't, they don't really need Stokely out of the way for them. There's a lot of other motherfuckers on the roster that absolutely. 
So, um, hey man, like a wise man said, if you like it, I love it. Cyrus is that wise man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go into the next match now. That's all my thoughts. Um, House of Black defeats Death Triangle. Now, I'm gonna preface this by saying this match had no psychology, just vibes, but however. I know this going into a death triangle match that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I actually like this match. Did I think it was necessary? No, but the match was good for what it was. I enjoyed it. A lot of fun spots. I, I kind of wish that this match was on this episode of dynamite. Me too. I uh, killed it for this time. With a little, like, cause you know, we have the hindsight of it. We've for sure. Wasn't really excited about this match in any no, like particular way going into this card. Cause the card was like hella long, but this match was a breath of fresh air, even though it was a crash course of a match. Um, yeah. I thought this match was very fun. And it is at this match is, was. They did ex- exactly what I think they wanted to do, and it was just get the crowd on their feet mm-hmm. for Hardy for Hardy and Bucks. The crowd was sitting on their fucking hands the if end. they weren't Til doing the a tope. Well, if they the weren't end. if they weren't doing a tope on like you know uh onto the ramp or like the rampway area kind of like i guess like you know north or whatever yeah to get a to get a better view they weren't standing up at all they were not going crazy uh for a, a majority of that match but this match here they were going ape shit for however that long however long that match was 15 minutes they went dummy for 15 minutes. crowd yeah, and People a part of it, but like like you said, it was just vibe. Dog, the last like eight minutes of that match, I don't I don't think there was any tags whatsoever. It would just move, it just moved. Nigga, there was tags. Niggas, moves. there was tags at the start. I don't even know. <laughs> at some point, I just know it's like, yeah, are they gonna tag at any point, or just gonna keep doing moves? No. I don't even think the legal man changed. I think it was just a bunch of moves, and then the legal man's just pinned each other. Um, if you guys, <laughs> what you a, think that, what the legal man is? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was um a match I would recommend. I don't, if, if we're gonna recommend matches. Um, next up, Adam Cole defeats um, Samoa Joe in the Men's One Heart Tournament Final. I kind of saw this one coming. Uh, Adam Cole, I don't think Samoa Joe needs to win that. I'm not even really sure why Samoa mm-hmm. Joe was in that, especially because he's the Ring of Honor champion, and I just feel like... Did you oh, like the match? So the problem with this match for me was that my stream, because I did not pay for this show, I'll be honest, uh, my stream kept messing up during this match, so I didn't really get to see a lot of it. So I can't really mm-hmm. give you like a any okay. kind of educated you know synopsis of it. What do you think? Uh, of it? Uh, nah, nah, uh, okay, nah. Um, I I don't really uh I I I don't know if I would describe it as a styles clash, but um, I think that Adam Cole absolutely brought Samoa Joe down. But also, I don't feel like Samoa Joe should have even been in this tournament for real or made it to the finals for real. But I also think that, like, his if it, the match was, like, against Kyle, I don't think it would have been that great either. Um, nah, man. Uh, a lot of Adam Cole's offense doesn't really clash well with, like, Samoa Joe's kind of, like, no bullshit, uh, you know. I'm not. That's not going to work for me, brother, kind of offense. And then, like, Samoa Joe has to kind of, like, go with it. Um, no, nah, man, I, I felt like, uh, should have, 
I don't know who I would truly replace uh, Samoa Samoa Joe with in this match. That would make it better. But this is just enough for me, for real. I think there could have been a better use of uh, Joe's time. All right. Um, Women's. This is what I knew the jig was up when the women's match was right after that one. I said, oh, yeah. Britt Baker Baker defeats Ruby Soho to become the women's Owen Hart Foundation finalist. Um, This match was... Better than their first. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, But, you know, people... Look, man, Britt, not that girl. She's not it. I'm sorry. Um, She's... A step behind and most of the you know the the, the higher level women on aw she's a step behind all those girls um it's it's really interesting how that happened uh they have all laughter just in you know just skill and just chemistry i don't i don't, I don't know really know how to explain it but yeah this match she's is, not good very... she's just not good she's not good she like what is, what is it uh Stephen a smith like she got two left feet she's very uncoordinated we she watched small her very... hand. Yeah, we watched her very first match, uh, you know, at that first AEW pay-per-view with, like, Chelsea Green, Tessa Blanchard, and I think uh, some other motherfucker. But she's just uncoordinated. Her timing is off. She's not, yeah. uh, you know, she can't really put it together. She can't, you know, the spots ain't really working. You know, you know she... also a step behind. It's just, yeah. it, don't, it don't clash well, especially, like, she's wrestled all these people before, and then, like, yeah, that's the they don't part. really, you know, you know what it reminds me of, kind of? Mandy Rose. Except the difference between her and Mandy Rose is I think Mandy Rose is at the better look. Uh, I would say Mandy Rose at least got a good match. I think she had, uh, what is it? Before, I think a lot of those matches before leading up to that, uh, what is it, that first takeover, I thought they were decent. I really did. Yeah, something happened. That's how I feel about I'd, Britt Baker. I'm t- I I do not know what the I don't know what the fuck happened post uh that takeover, but it just kind of went nuts. I think the Wendy Chu match was okay, but um, what is it? I think I I don't think I don't think Britt Baker has any really good matches before uh, the Thunder Rosa match. That's what, okay. that's her only good match to me. Mandy that was Rose so got some good back, matches. I remember. Mandy Rose got some good matches uh before um before that takeover. Hmm. I guess I don't know this, but this match, this was um out of the three women's matches. I think this was probably it might be the weakest one out of the three women's matches that were on this card. Um, after the match, Martha Hart comes out, gives a little speech, gives them um their two custom belts that were um a reference to the Stampede Wrestling belt, which I saw online. Okay, I didn't know that. Cool. I was like, um, and it yeah, that was kind of, but it's cool. Hey. <laughs> the 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 uh, the le- the leather on this shit is nuts. Um. So yeah, that was the year Owen Hart tournament. I don't know really know where that takes what that's gonna do for those two. It's, it's um, gonna be like the it's gonna be the Andre it's gonna be their Andre the Giant. It, it feels kind of Andre the Giantish <laughs> tournament. Yeah. I mean, battle royale to me. What is it? Cole um, wins and he's not even medically cleared to compete. Yeah, Cole's out. A couple. We had a couple that, guys. That, t- that, t- that title's on ice. It's not even a title. <laughs> You're not the. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's not a title. And what is it? Excalibur also made that mistake. Uh, when, or like he kind of just like, I guess, shitted on it a little bit when uh, in that Britt Baker match that happened tonight, she like held up the title and she was just like, it's not a title. It's kind of just like a trophy. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. 
it's like when, it's like when they had the greatest Royal Rumble and Braun won that that little green belt that they gave him. Yeah, <laughs> um, I forgot about that. That felt so ugly. Ugly ass belt. Um, next uh, up, yeah. Um, American top team defeat Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Takeanti. So at this point in the show, I'm falling asleep, man. This is like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> Boy, I, I was hung, I was hungry as hell. Uh, uh, this man. match, the, the everything about this match is bad. The build was bad. The the match itself was bad. Paige Van Zandt was bad. Ty Conti was bad. Dan Lambert was bad. The referee was bad. The ring announcer was bad. Excalibur was bad. The crowd was bad. Everything about this match was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who was the heel, who was the face. It would never explain. We had people stealing something, titles. Some, something <laughs> happened with Frankie Kazarian where he was just like, I felt like the crowd was supposed to cheer that he like turned on Sammy and, and Tay Conti. But like, why was he with them? And then, and then, and then he got backstabbed by Scorpio Sky seconds after. So I was just like, who like stupid, just stupid, it's dumb, dumb. The whole match was terrible, you know, and that was Paige Van Zandt's debut, but like, it didn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it would have been better oh, off. She, she looked a, terrible out there. Yeah, of course. Did you see that Michinoku driver she did? She damn near killed. <laughs> hey, <laughs> she was, why is she doing a Michinoku driver? She she was just like, hey, man, I think that move looks pretty cool. Almost tried and almost killed the guy. Who, who, um, who allowed that? <laughs> who gave the okay and said, yeah, you can do that? All right, it's fucking know. nuts, bro. Uh, nah, that shit was terrible. They should uh, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I don't know why this match was not even on the show. This this is a rampage special. Um, next up, another match that was <clears throat> I was surprised by the finish of this. That was, um, Kyle O'Reilly defeats Darby Allen. I did not see that coming. Um, this is another match that didn't need to be on this show, but it just was, and we just had to kind of deal with it. It wasn't a bad match, a decent match for sure. Um, it's Kyle O'Reilly. I, I think you know. You're expecting, you know, good, good, to, good to great when it comes to Kyle Riley. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just really shocked that he won over Darby. I feel like, you know, did Kyle need that? Is he gonna be a singles guy? I don't think, I don't think any of like neither dude needed that singles win over each other. How about yeah, this? this was just a match. <laughs> this was a match to kill ten minutes. There was just there was no need for this. I don't think they're gonna follow up on this. There, I mean, I guess they kind of did this. This could have been an intermission where they kind of announced some stuff that's coming to Dynamite. You know, this is where Excalibur could have got the ad read off without <laughs> having to rush it. Oh, um, uh, there could have been a there could have been like a little like a, a, a trailer uh, for Forbidden Door or something. Yeah. Um, did you have any thoughts on the match itself or? Um, like you said, like, you know, we we expect a level of quality that comes with uh with Kylo uh Kylo Riley matches I think he definitely delivered like this and is Darby. Very, yeah well <laughs> um with Kyle I I definitely think that uh he brought the level of bullshit down like this is one of the few actually like wrestling matches that are on the show like wrestle wrestling like Tango and all that but yeah. I feel like Darby Allen is not that guy to do that with like i think at darby allen is terrible when he tries to be uh, a technical wrestler that's fair um next up i would say the best woman's match on the show um thunder rosa defeats serena deeb um to defend the AEW women's championship i had a friend over for double or nothing 
I know that sounds crazy because it was a lot of me just like refreshing the stream because it kept getting clipped. Yeah, um, no, this is another match where I didn't get to see much of it, but from what I saw, it was pretty good. Um, I I got to see most of it. Um, I guess it, it was just where I was refreshing my fucking ass off. But um, they thought it was interesting. I would say, you know, Thunder Rosa could definitely be somebody that people gather, uh, you know, or like sort of truly rally behind if uh they make it happen but when serena deep came out my friend was just like uh nah this ain't happening <laughs> you know i just realized she wasn't on dynamite this week she wasn't on dynamite tonight. yeah she wasn't what the fuck all right um <laughs> i mean she's their women's champion of course she wouldn't be on the show of course she wouldn't be on the show why would she be on the show yeah. um yeah this good match i would i'll say it's a good match the, the build to this match not good but the match itself made up i for feel it. like the the match sort of delivered. Like, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, I just don't think that Serena Deeb is that woman. No, she's not. Yeah. Um, I, I like Thunder Rosa's attire. I, w- I would like to say uh, it was really good. I really liked it. Uh, that's that's about it. That's a, a true I forgot, I, forgot what, I forgot what she wore. It was like black and it had like a lot of color and I thought it was cool. I thought it was very uh yeah, it had like the Mexico like, colors, right? Or like the San Antonio yeah. type deal. And then she okay, and, right. and, and then she had like a, a crown. Oh, a nice yeah, the crown. crown. Okay, and I do remember that. I thought it was a nice contrast to what Serena Deeb was wearing, but also I just Serena Deeb. Sorry, it started clicking when I started talking about the gear, but Serena Deeb for a woman that is the professional and you know knows a thousand holds or whatever, mm. very uncoordinated. I felt like Whenever she was, she was kind of like trying to complete a challenge in her head. Like on, on like the top right, there was just like do like 13 different holes. Maybe she was overthinking you know, it. This is the biggest yeah. match of her career easily. So, yeah, um, there were there's a point in the match uh, where she already did. A, she already did a sharpshooter early on in the match. So she tries to do a sharpshooter again. And I guess in her mind was just like, no, 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 I already hit that. And then she tries to go for like, I guess like a, uh, you know, like a bo- uh, double leg Boston Crab. And then, a, mm. but her transition to that was very sloppy and very ugly. So like she had the legs crossed and she was just like, wait, 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 uncross the legs and tried to do something else. And I was just like, no, just commit, like, stop, inflict yeah. pain. <laughs> also, yeah, a, um, lot of, a lot of ugly sharpshooters tonight. Oh, on, that, yes. on Sunday, a lot. There was like four of them for no reason. Um, uh, but nah, I, I Serena Deeb is just a, a very big no for me, dog. A very big yes for me, and I called it. I said this match was going to be really good. It ended up being really good, at least to me. Anarchy in the arena. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society defeat Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, man. Uh, this match is, is so much like it's almost it's impossible to process. This is at least one of the first wrestling matches where I think I have to watch it more than once to like fully grasp what the fuck to happen because there was just so many things happening at once. There was five different cameras following ten different wrestlers. Uh, niggas getting choked out, stabbed with forks. Um, music music's playing in the background. Blood. The music would not stop playing, and I thought that was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Um, this match, I would say sloppy but in the best way where yeah, it was how it's supposed very to. it was sports entertaining 
This was this was very sports I, entertainment. I, I was I was I was thoroughly sports entertained uh, in this pro wrestling uh, in this pro wrestling match. Um, I just thought this match was kind of just like all kind of like silly and fun with like some dumb shit, which made me laugh. Like, what is it when Chris Jericho and John Moxley was fighting? And he oh, had like scooter? Jericho in a chokehold, trying <laughs> to start, to trying to t- start the scooter so they could drive. And then Jericho was like, "Wait, why did it work?" And then Jericho <laughs> is trying to like make it work as he's getting choked. He's not like trying to get out of the hold. Uh, I thought that funny. was stupid. Um, what is it? Daniel Garcia and Eddie Kingston like really like street brawling, like going at Yo. it. And then you cut to De- Brian Danielson doing the same. Uh, what is it? Caller uh, or whatever, very uh, just fake jabbing and just going like this for like five, like every like I swear to God, you cut the like Brian Dan you said like five times before they like got into the ring and he's just doing the same shit to Jake Hager just he just throwing punches and then everybody else is like bleeding, getting tossed off shit. Uh, what is it? Uh, Daniel Garcia hit a crazy shining wizard. You cut the Brian doing the the same bullshit. He was chilling. Yeah, that boy, that boy was not overdoing it, bro. <laughs> uh, David like, Garcia would whoop it Eddie Kingston's ass. Yeah, the whole he, match. Eddie Kingston looked like a bitch. I was just like, holy ass the whole match. Then, I'm going to highlight that part later. Like, I thought this match was, like, good. But, like, story storyline-wise, I was just like, okay, muddying the water here. Or I was just like, you you forgot something very crucial um, when putting this match together. But, um. What is it? When they got to the ring and Jericho was just like, you know, getting his ass beat by John Moxley a little bit more. Uh, Brian Daniels. I think that Brian Danielson and Moxley and Daniel Garcia really carried this match. At some at one point, one of the 2.0 guys just disappeared. Uh, the fatter one. Uh, Bro just disappeared. Matt, Matt, Matt Menard. That boy was bleeding like a. Yeah, Matt 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 Menard was gone after like a certain point. Like I think, because uh, Eddie Kingston he started uh, fighting the leaner one first. Angelo Park. And then I, yeah, and I don't know what happened, but Daniel Garcia came in. They started just double teaming and whooping his ass. Who did um, Who did Daniel Garcia apologize on the stairs? Oh, you know what? That was what Ortiz. I think he did. Ortiz supposed it, it, to be it in was, the shit. Where'd they go? Yeah, Ortiz, Ortiz was, I believe Ortiz was the one who got apologized on the stairs. They were kind of like not really much of a factor in this match. I feel like they didn't have really yeah, they many big spots. I feel like they, they didn't, didn't have any spots besides getting power driven. Yeah, I don't recall them really doing anything crazy. Yeah, they, they disappeared too. I don't know what was up with that. So like four people kind of like disappeared in this match, which was yeah, like by, crazy. By, by the end of the match, it was the, the four WWE guys. It was Hager, Jericho, uh, yeah. Moxley, and um, Brian in the ring. And then now we can get to the second act of this match. Eddie Kingston comes out, mustard, ketchup, blood all over him, very sweaty, jogging down the ring with the little John uh, crunk container. Um, <laughs> pours gasoline on Chris Jericho and it gets a little bit of Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan's just like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? What? Bugging. And then, you know, uh, they start brawling a little. A little bit, and then this feud started with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. The only time they come in contact, Eddie Kingston gets fucking slumped and never looked at Jericho again that whole match. 
that's not right to me. I feel like that, like the, this match, I found it funny. I found it hilarious. I'll play this back whenever I want to show some like people saying funny, but like storyline wise, why the fuck wasn't Eddie Kingston and Jericho like fighting at all in this match? Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't even really think about that. That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, you tried to set like, them on fire, but before, anything previous to that, I do agree. It seemed like they just didn't they, really interact. They didn't look. They didn't look at each other going like. Uh, they didn't look at each other at all in this match. And the one time they like made eye contact, Eddie Kingston was snoozing for the rest. Mm. Uh, so I was just like, that is something that like, I don't know. There might be a little more to that, but you know, backstage stuff. Um, we'll see. I could see that. I could easily see them not getting. So it is what it is. Or not really wanting to work together. Uh, oh, they do. I think they probably get along. I feel like I feel like people backstage seem to like Eddie Kingston. I think it's just like, uh, what is it, Sasha Banks and uh, Alexa Bliss, where it's just like I don't really like you, but like if we have to work together, I'll make it work. Yeah, I think uh, the, I think cra- Jericho is- crazy saying that about Sasha right now, but uh, <laughs> she, it, they'll work when it comes at uh, that point in time. I think Jericho is much of a professional. Where it's not going to matter. I mean, he, he was working with Goldberg after he beat him up, so you know what yeah, I mean. Well. He's he's gonna he's gonna work, but like you know, not gonna like it. I guess, uh, kind of yeah. like me. So that was the kind of sounds like me. <laughs> Which is that's uh, fine. It's whatever. Um, next up, but no, nah, I, I didn't really like that. But no, nah, uh, oh yeah. You want to go ahead? We'll see next. We got stuff to talk about. Well, we can. Um, um, I, I just wanted to mention the finish real quick. Uh, Brian go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. gets yeah. choked out. Uh, and I was just like, oh well, okay. Right. I was expecting Eddie Kingston to get the fuck up, but. <laughs> No. Next up, a perplexing finish. Um, I don't think anybody predicted this. Jurassic Express defeats Keith Lee as well as Strickland and Team Taz. I thought one of the two challengers were going to win this title. I don't know which one, but I thought I thought Jurassic Express were Jurassic Express were definitely losing this match. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really remember much about this match. I'm sure it was. I remember it being good, but like I couldn't tell you a spot that happened in this match. Do you remember it? Oh. Uh... I wasn't really paying attention to this. I'm not gonna I, lie. Um, I've watched so much wrestling since then. Uh, my brain just like the food. You know, I had a friend over, so the food came in as they were like having the mat. So you know, we, we was just stuffing plates at that point, which is crazy because I think it was like 11 a.m. at that point. We were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should have been for, eating at that time. It, it was damn near 12 by this point. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I was surprised Jurassic Express won the match. Um, I don't know what Jurassic Express does from that from here. I what are that we doing? Match, oh, they lose to the Bucks or lose to the Hardys. That's that's what's in their future. But I'm not gonna lie. When I saw you know all four of those black black men lose, what is it? Jurassic Express said bye bye nigga back to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. It, 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 it was cute. Uh, uh, it was cute while it lasted. Hey, also Ricky Starks, please stop laying on your head, man. Enough, please. <laughs> That boy, we believe we believe in you. I don't want I don't want to see you out, you know. What I mean, with the Chris Nowinski because you can't keep keep your ass in the ring because you keep falling yeah. on your damn head. Um, I mean, slow down, like MJ, like MJ, like MJF said, man, these niggas can't work. Slow down, man. Safely. Yes. Uh, well, no, I don't really to- remember this match. Sorry, folks. Uh, yeah, I don't either. So main event time. What we're all here for. CM Punk defeats Hangman Adam Page to become the new. AEW World Champion. Thoughts, reactions. This match is slow. 
Yeah. Um, that 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 is sort of my takeaway. I I would say like it kind of hits the second gear at some point, but the yeah. rest is very slow. It's um, you know the, it's the WWE main event style. It starts off slow, picks up which, on that second half. Which I you know what is it? Punk told me that you know it, his WWE his time in the WWE was a fucking waste, and now you know he's wrestling in that fashion. Which it yeah. could have worked. I I was just like this is I feel like Hangman kind of. I don't know. I, I felt like Hangman was wrestling at Punk's pace and not his because this match would have been like a lot faster and I think a lot more dynamic, sort of like, uh, you know, his matches with Brian Danielson. Um, Punk just really ain't kind of he ain't really put it together for me. He, he was looking sloppy. He'd been looking sloppy. To, he was looking sloppy on Dynamite and he was looking sloppy on this show. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Punk. That's always been kind of Punk's thing. He would never really been the most crisp wrestler in the world. But now that he's a lot older and you well, know, not as quick. He, it shows even more. He's not as crisp. And then, you know, we kind of have, like, the people that he's surrounding himself with or, like, you know, that's kind of around him wrestle they better than him. So it's just like, yeah, why do you have the title? Like, if this is the wrestling promotion and, you know, the best wrestlers get rewarded for their hard work here, then why does CM Punk get uh, have the title, though? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I understand why they put the bet on Punk. Oh yeah, we know why, but like, yeah, in in in, in kayfabe wise, yeah, or like what AEW told us that they represent. Why the fuck does Punk have the title? He's not even like he's not the like he's like the fifth best nigga there. Yeah, I mean if that was the case. It's you, Brian, every time. But you know exactly. But um, yeah, I'm more interested in talking about Hangman Page's title reign. Uh, I I, I've seen a lot of uh, conversation about this online. Yeah, Um, because he very uh, I was getting straight right into it. He got the title reign that people say Big E got. Uh, Okay, so Big E Big E lost a lot, but at least he he was featured on TV a lot. That's the thing. So yeah, Hangman never felt like the main attraction. Big E was the main until you know Brock came back, but it's just kind of the way they had his time in the sun, though. Yeah, it it just kind of never got it. Yeah, I feel like Hangman would never, I think it would do him from the jump putting him with Brian Daniels. I think that was a really big mistake, at least in my eye. I felt like you already like Sunday should have been that match where they went 60. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like. Once you go Brian Danielson, who you know is the biggest star, biggest star you have, possibly yeah, that might not be possible, especially, especially when at that point when he first came in, he probably was mm-hmm. he was easily their biggest star. And you put him with you know your guy Hangman Page, who just won the championship. Has I mean, like the fan, the crowd fucks with him, but like he still has to, like, you know, what's what I'm looking for? He still has to prove himself. You know, mm-hmm. as a champion, can he be that guy? And the first thing you do is throw him out there, have a 60-minute draw with Brian Danielson. So already all the rip, his first defense, he didn't even win. You know yeah. what I mean? So then you're there. And then after he beats he does beat Brian eventually. Then he goes on to wrestle Lance Archer for I don't I don't know why. That feud, he was barely on TV for that feud. Lance Archer was in I don't know why he was in that match because he he would have been a non-factor before that match, and now he's a non-factor after that match. So I don't understand mm-hmm. the point of that. It was somebody that could be squashed. <laughs> and then who was it after that? Was it um? I think it was Cole after. Cole and those, you know, they had two matches. They were whatever. They were cool. 
Um, the second one, the second one was better. The one on Rampage was better. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we get here, and now we're just kind of like, that was it. It's and over. I feel like this is it's not this is not a hangman problem. This is uh, uh, a AEW problem. Kind of just the not even booking, not, not even just booking. I think it's just presentation. <clears throat> I know we're gonna talk about it on like we're gonna talk about it on Patreon about the match we watched. The um, spoiler: it's a. Uh, Bret Hart versus Undertaker at SummerSlam 97. But the way mm-hmm. they like, even like the pageantry of how they treat the champion on that match, how when Bret came out, how big of a deal it was, they had the whole thing, the Canadian national anthem, all this and that. Like, that's like AEW doesn't do that. And I think they need to start doing that, make their champions feel more important. And, you know, with the glitz and pageantry, I feel like that's kind of what misses from the show at times. I think that really would have helped somebody like, Hey man, pay. give him a special entrance, something. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> this is your guy. Make him look like look like a big deal. Hmm. Um. And then, so I don't. I don't really want to take. I don't really want to entertain the conversation or really like take the stance or like you know, having to speak on the Big E part of this. But Big E was featured on TV. Had bigger matches. Um, and then yeah, it all came down to the end, but the different level, like you know, the standards are different in AEW, where in AEW, like wins and losses matter, so being on TV is like kind of whatever. But like Hangman didn't even rack up hella wins when he was champ, and he only wrestled when he was defending the belt, I felt like so, yeah, so like he wasn't featured on TV a lot, which is just like that's. I guess like the WWE, like the parameters are different and like, you know, uh, the level of success or like what is deemed successful is different in both promotions. So like, I think it's, I think it's boring that like, that is the conversation that kind of comes out of this. Cause I think the realer or like the more interesting conversation is punk being sort of that person that he always hated. Mm. Okay. He's the old guy coming in, taking away the spotlight from the younger and newer generation. The dude that does not go away. Mm, okay, I see where you're going with this. He like look like look in the mirror. Like you, you are the person that you know. He like I guess talks shit about like Kevin Nash about or like The Rock or like not being able to move on from. And I think it's crazier here because Punk. For the AEW, like, fan base or, like, you know, they're true, like, the diehards or, like, you know, the people that are in the arena, like, that's their god. That's the guy that they, you know, that changed the game for them. And now he's the person that they hate. Or, like, well, he was the person that they hate that, you know, other people, like, sort of do. I I don't know. Uh, hypocritical or just, like, you know, Mike. You know what it is? Is Remember when... um. When 50 Cent and Ja Rule were beefing, and 50 Cent would make up on a Ja Rule for like being a singer and making songs for women and all that stuff. And then yeah. as soon as he got Ja Rule out of here, he started making songs about women and singing and shit. It's the same thing. <laughs> clear, it's just clear like, the lane. Clear yeah, the lane for himself. It's, it's the quote, the Spider Man quote, you know, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's kind of Batman. Yeah, is that Batman? That's Spider Man? Is that Batman? That's Batman? It's Batman. It's Batman. Is that Spider Man? Okay, it's Batman. It's My Batman. fault. I know uh, fucking Justin's gonna have a fucking feel. Oh my god. Shit. Oh, I hope X kick your ass too. 
<laughs> Everybody on Twitter, beat this nigga's ass. Um, Iron Man, Batman, same shit. But no, nah, I, I I do think like punk. Um... <laughs> Lead like his whole like just uh I guess AEW was just like, oh, we can do that too. You remember just like during that like mania week where WWE was just like uh just like taking jabs at AEW all week, like they were doing just body blows all week. Yeah. Um leading up into the pay-per-view, like Punk was just like, Oh, I could do that too. And he just like just continuously just shatted it, shitted on everything that he was doing in the WWE. And I was just like, okay, you can't, you got to sell this match with Hangman, bro, because you barely did that. That pro, that promo leading up, or, you know, that promo on the go home show, that wasn't enough. Yeah, the build could have been better for this show. But once again, it's another thing where Hangman just wasn't there. Or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It just, and I don't, I don't, I don't know why you're not having Hangman feature on the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I still don't know why they don't have Thunder Rosa on the show. So, what do I know? You know, what yeah. I mean, this show. Uh, okay. That is double or nothing. Damn near went an hour on it. We so, definitely went uh, an hour on that. Jesus Christ. We can blitz through this episode of AEW very quickly. So we got the Heart Riders versus uh the Ass Boys and Matt Caster. Um, the Ass Boys can work. Yeah, I don't know who trained them. I don't know if their dad was the one who trained them, but they're not bad. They, but also, mm-hmm. they've gotten a lot of reps. They're like, I don't know what their record <laughs> is, but it's nuts. It's like I'm, 75 I'm, and like two. I'm glad they're improving. And for the rest of this match, I'll say after, what is it? Before the first commercial break of this match, I guess this match only got like one commercial break. So like, Everything leading up to that first commercial break, that is the only piece of wrestling I feel like we really got on this show. Really? Okay. Oh, uh, well, in that match. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'll bust that. Uh, in that match. Crazy. When they came back and, you know, Punk did the hot tag, almost bust his ass, oh, and then all oh, that, oh. I was just like, oh, okay, you know, this is where it gets very, I guess, like BWG, or they were just like sprint spots and all that. Yeah. And it was very sloppy, very nasty. I didn't really like it. Um, Punk, was, Punk was definitely hurt. He's like hobbling around. He slipped off the damn top rope. Uh, when he did that shit into the crowd, I was just like, I said in the chat, I said, this nigga got no hops. He hopped up, his knee banged the fuck out that barricade. I know. I was just like, oh my <laughs> fucking shit, brother. That shit was embarrassing, bro. Could you, you blew, could you imagine if you blew a knee out like right after you won the championship and that was it? You had to like fucking uh, give it up. Could you imagine from jumping in the crowd? My sides would have been split. <laughs> Oh, um, no, nah, it is what it is. Um, but nah, I thought the match was okay. FTR kind of saved it towards the end, but that's uh, that's kind of much it. Moving on, um, Combat Club, Kingston, and Co are going to be in Blood and Guts with Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, but they're going to have a hair versus hair match after. Was it after? Yeah. For, did they mess up and put oh, the before, wrong before, date? Before. That was it. I think they messed up and put the wrong date on the graphic and. They didn't? No. They're going to have the hair versus hair leading up into the Blood and Guts match. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, you're right. So, Blood and Guts will be in Detroit when they go to Detroit. That's their mm-hmm. next big arena show because that could be in the um, the Little Caesars arena. Okay. That's arena. good. Good for them. So, I think they sold that out already. So, good for them. 
Um, and I believe I, Road Rager will have the hair versus hair match. So okay, I do not see the world where Chris Jericho can admit that it's time for him to go bald. So <laughs> think Ortiz, but I mean Ortiz's been growing his hair out for a minute. I, you know what I think? I you, think you you think he goes back to the two thousand like eight where he just had like a yes. a little bit. I'm I'm gonna tell you what happened. I because I saw it when I watched Anarchy in the Arena. I saw that big old bald spot in the middle of his forehead, middle of his back of his head. I know he probably saw that too. And I said, yeah, he probably like, look, it's about time for me to cut this off. I think he about to get some hair plugs or something like that. You remember when uh, Vince had the do-rag on? Because he had to get the hair, they had to get the hair plug. That's about to be that's about to be um Jericho with the Kangle. So just be prepared. Nah, he, he he gonna have a white hood to go with his own white outfit. Oh lordy, the, oh my goodness. Okay. Um, um <laughs> we got our main event. What is it? John Mosley defeats uh Daniel Garcia in a match, I was just like, I like this match. I thought it was good. I thought it was okay. Um, just not, the, blood. Gonna... the blood was unnecessary. That was a lot of it's blood a for no reason. I'm not. I'm not yeah, even gonna have to play anymore. <laughs> I know. It's just what he does. But the reason why I don't like this match is because it's a moxie match. So. <laughs> it like this match wasn't gonna be to me. This match wasn't gonna be like as good as the Brian Danielson one because I don't feel like John Moxley really wrestled. He fights, and it doesn't look good half the time because the other dude is trying to wrestle. I like the match. It looked pretty, pretty violent for what it was. Some, I, you know, I, you know, I like the, I like the violence. So that's fine like by me. Uh, well, like if they both agreed that we just really go get in there and just like you know, like thug it, like thug it out. That 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 stair spot was nasty. Did you see? How he, just, he just threw him on the mm-hmm. stair. He didn't even try to be protective about it. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm throwing you on the stairs." Hey man, the fight. Uh, hey. It's a fight. Is a fight. It's a fight. Is a fight. You ain't lying. Um, yeah, good match. At the end, uh, Eddie Kingston like falls over on his ass and almost like that boy <laughs> almost tight as he able to pull a Titus Un-co- on the uncoordinated ass nigga. Uh, <laughs> his he he tried to go above his default walk speed with his little Karen ass walk. Um. <laughs> Also, they tried to do the um the William Regal War Games thing. It didn't hit. It didn't hit the same. With Pathetic. They tried it. Nah. It, didn't, it didn't hit the same. You know. You know why it hit the same? Because Eddie Kingston gave him the mic, and he was just like, "Do it." And I was just like, "No, it, it has to come naturally." You yeah. ass. Like, you can't just, you can't or like you know, just just like when WWE did the Cody ear thing, they tried to uh, do the William Regal uh, War Games thing. Yeah, no, nah, um, they're not the same. It is what it is. Um, it, it didn't flow off the tongue uh, very no, well. Too many, too many syllables. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, Rip Baker, J- uh, Jamie Hader versus uh, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Two women that Jamie, uh, what is it, that Britt Baker already beat their ass in less than a week ago. Um, fucking comedy. But this match? I do. I like this match. I like this match. Surprisingly, yeah. for a woman's match on Dynamite, this was actually pretty good. And it got time. And it got time. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to complain about the 50-50 booking because I don't care. But why the fuck did Ruby Soho get the win and not Tony? I do not want to see Ruby Soho. It is yeah. is. Does Tony Storm just want to coast? Like she doesn't want the pressure of being like, maybe you I know, don't know that like she's just cool with like just vibes. Yeah, 
Uh, also, I'm looking at the um the roster right now. Abaddon is eight and zero. We have not seen Abaddon on Dynamite in probably two years. Why did she get like a title shot yet? Of either of the belts, she's eight no, because she's thirty four three. No, uh, is that a ranking reset? Oh, right? she's eight and zero. She's eight and zero for the year. Her career is thirty four and three. She's only lost three uh, matches. Okay, never got a title match. Oh, she did have that one against Hikaru Shida, like a year. Yeah, ago. and I, I believe that's where she got injured, right? Yeah, she's been back for a while. She's been uh, back. I don't watch Dark. I'm sorry. Like I don't, I don't watch, watch Dark, dark either. Dark. <laughs> but just, I don't watch Dark either. Well, I'm just saying. Why has she not got a title match yet? Uh, uh, it's not October yet. <laughs> it was spooky season. They get thrown in there <laughs> yeah. for the Halloween street fight. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm rubbing my eye because allergy. Right. But um. What's next? We got the 10-man tag. Uh, Jurassic Express. Uh, Matt Hardy, Darby Allen, and Christian. They lose to the Bucks, Red Dragon, and Huckaleo. Huckaleo? Boy, that boy is yeah. slow. I th- he's, he's like... Dog, him. that boy made Von Wagner look like goddamn <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio, bitch. That it can't work. Man, he is. That boy is moving in slow-mo, and he landed on top of his head for no reason. I don't even know how that happened. Because <laughs> uh, he's uncoordinated as shit. Yo, ha- 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 Haku's sons? They, they all, all stick. Ass. They all stick. That's crazy, bro. They is... <laughs> My Wendy's is hiring, bro. My Wendy's bro. understaffed, bro. Put yeah, it together. This match, it was it was your typical 10-man, you know, I guess if you could call a 10-man tag typical. But, like, it, it just... I mean, you know, it's a typical it's, AEW it, multi-man. It's a, it's, a, it's a Bucks match, so you already know what you're about to get. A lot of zebra kicks. Um, I think the, the ending sequence was fun. Um, outside of that, yeah, this match was what you would expect. It was cool. Um, what's up with the Undisputed Elite? Well, they, they, they're winning a lot, so I don't know what's really going on with that. Are we, are we going to get into that? Is it going to be FTR versus um, – who are the tag champions? I'm, I'm sorry, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon, and then – I don't know what Cole's gonna do if he's even healthy enough to work. But mm-hmm. do you think Red Dragon takes the belts off of uh, Jurassic Express? No, because I think the Bucks do. Oh, okay, that's be interesting. Uh, but yeah, but they're having Red Dragon win for a reason, so there has to be something that they got in, in the cut coming up. I don't know what they could probably face off against FTR. I guess. I guess they could do the ROH tag titles. Mm-hmm. I guess they could do that. Hey, mm-hmm. that'd be a good match. I'll take it. Uh, next, we got Johnny Elite losing to Miro. <laughs> That's all I happy, got. The match was ass. Happy to see Miro back. Good for him. I hate uh, to see Johnny Elite. <laughs> Miro looks good. Got a good reaction. Kind of wish they, you know, I kind of, I low key wish they would have brought Lana with, like Lana was with him. I think he needs Lana. What fucking ever. Lana. I want him with Lana again. I'm good. They don't, they don't give a shit about Lana, bro. Um, but yeah, that is it for AEW. Holy fuck. Yeah, let's uh get into 2.0. All right, NXT 2.0, man. Let's get into it. So it's uh anything to really write home about uh with this being a go-home show. Uh outside of all the diamond mine stuff, I was just like, well. Uh, the Diamond Line stuff in the Championship Summit, I'm just like, well, there ain't really much on this show. 
Um, but first things first, we got uh, Wesley defeating Zion Quinn. Um, Zion Quinn, uh, not much of a worker, man. Uh, there was just like a lot of rest holds and a lot of shit talking. And then Wesley kind of just squeaked out the win at the end. Yeah, I do like what they're doing with Wesley. The kind of the um, I said I tweeted. I think he could have a hell of a career getting beat up because he's really, really good at getting beat up. He mm-hmm. does it really well. So I think he could have a job for a long time. Guys like that usually last for a while. Um, yeah, cool match. Zion Quinn. He still ain't doing it for me. I I don't. I have no interest in this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to figure something else out. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he moves on from this. Please, Jesus Christ. Well, I actually don't know what he will do, but what I would like to see is another segment with him and Sangha. Like, I really do think, like, that is a very odd pairing, but I think, like, if Sangha could, like, actually just be like, hey, man, you know, like, let the anger go, you know? Not to be, yeah. once again, not to be racial, but, you know, just get that hate out of his heart, bro. <laughs> Make him a little happier. I'm, I'm avoiding the E word, but, um, I just, don't know uh, what the E-word is. I don't even want to know what the E word uh, is. Enlighten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to avoid, oh uh, no you know, just i like to have confidence in himself and all that you know like that uh sangha being that sort of like mentor for him like a spiritual one. Oh, fuck that's another look at you <laughs> you know what nxc may not... have you on the stereotypes anyway so it doesn't even matter it's i'm fine. not beating i'm not beating the racial allegations <laughs> But I feel like you know he needs he needs somebody to talk to. So and I think Sangha would be that good uh, the, a person to just you know talk to. He doesn't seem like a, he's not bad on the mic or like bad in vignettes and shit like that. So no, it seems, him, seems like he can do it. Let 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 him be the uh, the ear, you know, for uh, to let him get uh, his shit off, you know. Um, next, we got the championship summit. Mandy is yelling her promo into the microphone, she and then they just to. start brawling. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is the second. Well, well, before that, um, JC and Kate, you know, the, the two tag teams, they're going at it. They're going back and forth. It's kind of really jumbled. Caden was trying to go off. She kind of did, but she kind of stumbled on her words a little bit. It was fine. And then <laughs> Wendy just yelling in between the promo, sign the contract. And then, you know, eventually that leads to a sign the contract champ. And with thus leading to Mandy Rose having to yell her promo. Very um Stephanie McMahon 2000s. Well, the promo. crowd was also very loud. Yeah, they were screaming, sign the contract the whole time. So, you know, mm-hmm. very 2000s Stephanie McMahon. That's how I thought about it. And, um, yeah, then it led to a brawl. Sorry, it led to a brawl and didn't very... <laughs> A, really, a fun little, uh, fun little, quick little brawl. Mandy goes through a table due to Wendy Chu doing her little sleeping side body splash. I'm not really sure. Elbow drop. I'm not sure what the hell that is. But um, yeah, I think that match might be, no, no pun intended. It might be a sleeper. It might be a sleeper, like, you know, possibly one of the better matches of that night for um, mm-hmm. in your house. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the segment. It should be interesting to see. Uh, wait, the, okay. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, looking forward to it. Not looking forward to the women's tag team match, though, but we'll see what happens if... Uh, well, we'll get into predictions. Um, next, we got Grimes versus Frazier. I thought this match was really good. Banger. I love this match. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought this match was really good. Um, you know, of course, uh, what is it? 
Carmelo Hayes like attacked Grimes at the end, uh, and then uh, Carmelo is also on commentary. But if outside of that, like this match is just like just really good shit. Yeah, just a good match. If, like if you really go out of your way to watch any wrestling this week, that was probably it in my eyes. Yeah. Very very good wrestling match. Um, pretty deadly defeat. Uh, Roger Strong and Damian Kemp. And I'll say this, man. It's kind of, it's it's uh it's coming together for Damian Kemp, man. Like Yo. it's he has a person. I think he has like a personality. Uh, a little bit, you know. He he's lackey right now, but he doesn't stutter when he talks, or like he doesn't seem flustered by the crowd. Um, when he was working from underneath, I thought that was really well. So, um, I think it's coming together for him. My my favorite part of NXT, this new era of NXT, where they kind of put the guys out there like Raw, is that from I I've watched this guy's first match on Two Hundred Five Live to now, and just watching the confidence he's gained from that first match to now is is like it's 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 really fulfilling watching that. Like this guy, he's starting to get it, and he's pretty good. He's I mean obviously he's an athlete. Him and his brother are clearly athletes. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, being around Roddy, such a ring general, who I think one of the best wrestlers to, you know, to ever wrestle, is like, I think it's really helping him out. Same with the Creed brothers, the same way. It's kind of just like all, all of Diamond Mine, honestly, they're all kind of like watching their first match to watching them now, like just to watch mm-hmm. the progression in real time is really, really cool. That, I that, think is, that, that is what NXT is all is about. All about. Um, yeah, it's, it's really coming together for him. I thought it was great. Um, Hey man, Steve, uh, Gable, Stevenson, bro, you gonna have uh, you got a tough act to follow. Nigga. Hey, I'm telling you right now, if if Damon Kim ends up being better than Gable Stevenson after all the fanfare he's got, I got mm-hmm. jokes. Oh, all, all, all the all the all, all the bells and whistles and all that shit, the red carpet yeah. treatment, and Damian Kim getting it uh, out the mud. Yeah. Pressure makes diamonds, bro. You feel me? You feel me? I mean, some people say Owen's better than Brett. So Owen Hart better than Bret Hart. So you know, who knows? Hey man, dude, it's what it is. Jeff is for sure better than uh, Matt. So. <laughs> yeah, but Jeff was the one who got the right. Jeff was the one who got the all the like fun treatment. Matt Matt got yeah. the scraps. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna hit the quick hits and then we're gonna do predictions for in your house. Uh, Grayson Waller uh, defeats uh, Josh Briggs. I thought the match was kind of just like whatever. Um, Grayson Waller wrestles, but in between spots, he does a he does a taunt that really insults Middle America. So <laughs> he he had a great quote that I agree with. Um, he said, "Never trust horse girls. People, girls who are into horses. I also don't trust horse girls. Really weird. They weird me out, man. Something about girls who are like really into horses really weirds me out. You're really going like." tinder or like hinge or something like that and you see the girl like the picture with the horse weirds me out every time why do you got a picture with a horse like that it's weird i'm like it it's 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 the women that fish for me if you're into oh, fishing a very girl on the fish look how big this fish is pose that shit's crazy yeah uh i i work with a horse girl and she's a uh she's a competing equestrian so oh. shout out to them. That's, that's fine. <laughs> if, you're, if you're competing, that's fine. But if you're just a horse girl to be the horse girl, weird. It weirds me out. I don't like it. <laughs> if, you, if you're not getting bread for this shit, weird. Yeah, um, yeah weird. I don't like it. So Sokoa uh, and Duke Hudson have a match. 
so Sokoil wins. I thought the match was really good. Um, I don't know why this match is happening, but I guess to just build some more momentum for whoever he faces, whoever comes out of uh, in your house, which is fine by me. Yeah, um, the match that happened. Sorry. Um, Agado de Fantasma and uh, D'Angelo's Angels, they're going to have something going on um, at, in your house. Boy, I don't care. And this segment sucks. Um, you didn't like it? No. Like another negotiating segment? Fucking blow. Yeah, they did, no. did one two weeks ago. I don't know why we're doing this again. Um, Boring. Yeah, this, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't interested in this. The, the, uh, the fake mobster is starting to weigh thin on me. Everything in between is so ass. So um, it is what it is. You didn't put it on here, but um, Electra, uh, you didn't put Electra Jade versus Cora Electra, Electra Lopez versus Cora Jade happened like right after that. And but hey, Electra, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think she, uh, she you know, what she wrestles like she, <clears throat> she wrestles like a uh, like a 2006 diva. Dog, I was about to say the same shit, bro. <laughs> you do it. You do hair pulling, slamming yeah, the head yeah. on the mat. I'm like, what are we doing? She's slamming the head on the mat. She's like smacking the head. No forearm exchange or nothing. Not going for a suplex. She does the yeah the the Lupez uh, press and then yeah the head banging. I'm like, I'm like, what and is then, this? And and then the uh you know the one time she does like a wrestling hold or like a wrestling move, she doesn't get the win. It's just like yeah reeks of that era and i'm just like why do you wrestle like that like yeah because like she's big like you know yeah she looks like an athlete you know what i mean yeah she's like way bigger than cora jade like she could really be muscling her around instead she's wrestling she's wrestling cora size yeah she wrestled like stacy keebler yeah i'm (laughs) what's going on here man and I think I that's think different that. from the match. I believe she had a match with like, uh, what is it, Abba Fire? When she, it was kind of like a, a, a pseudo squash or just like, but she wasn't wrestling like that. So I don't know why she felt like she needed to wrestle like that when uh, wrestling Cora J. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It didn't, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivy Niles defeat. Uh, can't. Uh, fuck, how do you even say her name again? Kiana James. Keanu James. Oof. Um, sorry, we're, st- we're still do- we're still we're still doing the gimmick. I don't know why, but we're still doing this accountant gimmick. God bless, bro. <laughs> God bless. God, uh, yeah, and then uh, Thea Hale. She gra- she graduated. Ooh, Chron- chronicling this girl's life. She graduated. Uh, where where's the button, man? Oh. A weak ass clap. <laughs> That's the best I got on this thing. Um, she graduated with a 4.0, and you want to be a wrestler? Come on, man. What she mean? Some of the best wrestlers in the world have 4.0s, man. Don't do that. Um, but more importantly, you you don't want to get into political science or some shit. (laughs) Nah, more importantly, she had a college to choose, she had a ceremony. Who was it going to be? Georgia Tech, Harvard? No, I, I don't care at this point. Chase you, baby. We all the way in Chase you, baby. She picked Chase you as her college to be. So um, she gave me an, the new student student for Andre Chase. I thought that was a really fun segment. I thought it was cute. Oh yeah, it, uh, uh, it was a it was a very good toss up. Yeah, I think we all kind of I, I saw that coming. I just thought it was really funny that they actually like went through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, man. That is good for her. It. I guess that's good. For, that's that I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Um, the four point yeah, GBA might be cap, but shout out to them, man. We got predictions though. Yeah, predictions though in your house. Uh, I don't know how in depth we want to go into these, but this is a very short card, which is good. So we're gonna start at the bottom. Um, we got Tony D'Angelo. Channing, Stax Lorenzo, and Troy Two Dimes Donovan uh, versus uh, Legado de Fantasma, Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro. Walking I forgot they changed that. I forgot they changed that man's name. <laughs> it's hard. They just don't say it. They don't um, ever say it. I don't. I don't think they, ever they just say, say Cruz. Like, yeah. yeah. Say the whole thing, man. Cool last name. Uh, losing. Uh, the losing team has to join the winning stable. Yes. So ab- absorbing uh, one faction with another, and I'm just like, why, why? Unless why? unless why? unless Santos is getting called up, which he probably should, and just have um, Wild and Mendoza just join Tony Angelo. That's the only thing I can see, which I think is going to happen. So I'm going to go with uh, Tony D'Angelo's squad winning the match. I don't understand. I just want this feud to end. I don't, I don't even care anymore. The stipulation, the stipulation is nuts, brother. Um, I'm gonna go with Elgato da Fantasma because you know I normally don't want to. I just whatever. You know me, man. I I, I go with what I like more. You hate so, Tony Angelo. Well, I just go whenever I do predictions. I just go with what I like more. If I'm like at an impasse, so I'm gonna go with Elgato da Fantasma. Um. What kind of work they gonna be doing when they join the stable? I have no idea. <laughs> they got that, oh uh, my goodness! Can you imagine the, the implications? Mo- the <laughs> motherfucker. They, they, the, they, uh, they got the Mexicans working for the Italians. Oh lord! <laughs> hey, oh hey Troy, Troy Donovan, you got a uh, you got a boating license, bro? <laughs> Time to hit boat school. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, we got Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu for the a. Uh, oof. For the oh. NXT Women's Championship. <laughs> I think Mandy wins this, but I want Wendy Chu to win it. But I think Mandy's going to win. I think Wendy Chu would be a wild, very wild, like, pick. Or, like, I'm... I can't see Wendy Chu as champion right Someone, Someone, I forgot who it was who tweeted me because it was a while ago, but um, they said that Wendy's gonna like unzip her onesie. She could have like actual wrestling gear on, like for the match, and the crowd gonna pop. I hope so. That I, I mean, I like her wrestling in the onesie, but I don't know if I can take her seriously as the champion with the onesie on. She looks like one of the onesie, man. You, you feel me? Hmm. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, but I don't know what, yeah, I. Don't see Wendy Chu as a champion, or she's gonna still be like her current, like her current iteration of herself. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with Mandy Rose. Um. Next, we got Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, J.C. Jane versus Katana Chance and Kaden Carter for the NXT Women's Tag Titles. Um. <laughs> don't nod your head like that. Man. I don't know. Uh, I don't really care about either of these tag teams at this point anymore. Um, I guess. I don't think 
Katana Blade or whatever fuck her name is and Caden Carter are going to win this. So I'm going to go with Toxic Attraction. Please. <laughs> uh, sorry. Moving on. We got Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy for the NXT Championship. Please, Braun Breaker. And <laughs> get rid of Joe Gacy, bro. I will say I, I did like Joe Gacy's promo on NXT this week. I did like it. I actually, skipped it. Or a chain. I actually like this the promo. But yeah, um, Braun's gonna win this. I don't uh, I think. I don't know. I hope so. Boy, that, D, that, that DQ stipulation kind of scares me a little bit. That'd be a whack way for Joe Gacy to win the belt though. But my thing is, is that it's not like Braun Breaker to like lose his school. Like he doesn't have a reputation of losing his school. Yeah. Like I, I would say when Christian and Randy well, that, did it, that, that's kind of like their stipulation. That's kind of like what they were kind of hinting at to last night. I'm well, on NXT yeah. was like he, he's trying but, to lose his school. But with Randy and you know Christian, like he lost his school. Well, you know, like we've seen him lose his cool. Yeah. But like we've never seen Braun Breaker like lose it. So yeah. I feel like if like the last match was like a DQ and then they ran the stipulation now, I'd be like, okay. I don't remember how the last match even finished. So it might have ended to a DQ. I don't even know. Whatever. I want that feud to be over. Braun Breaker's in the dirt with this nigga. But um, moving on, we got Pretty Deadly, uh, Elton Prince, and Kit uh, Wilson. Versus the Cree brothers, Brutus and Julius Creed, with Roderick Strong and uh, Ivy Niles. I don't think they're going to be ringside, but I, I think Ivy might be. I think Ivy might be ringside. Uh, for the tag, uh, for the NXT, I, I love Ivy. Ivy, I love Ivy now, man. But she sounds like such a little like dainty little woman. <laughs> hey, Amen. I I want to stop. She's talking. hard as she's hard. She is hard as a rock. I know when she fucking flex. When she, she talks, chiseled. <laughs> She might be like like a calming vibe, like a mom. I just, you know what I mean? I want to give her a hug. I don't want to. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, she gonna put you in a bear hug and just snap. Yeah, no, she gonna put me in a headlock. But um, um, as for this match, banger. It's gonna be a banger. All right, I'm already calling it yeah. now. This is probably gonna um, be a match. Well, I don't know. It might it's not, not. I don't know. It's not listed here. But if the Creeds lose, they're out of here. They'll be kicked out. Of, they'll be kicked out of Diamond Mine. Interesting. Interesting developments. I think the Creeds will win. Do you? But not for the sake of still being in Diamond Mine. I, yeah, I don't think they want the Creed to lose again. This will be like the third like, time losing the drag title match. I think they might just leave Diamond Mine on their own. Mm, okay. E- either they leave Diamond Mine on their own or they kick like Roger out. If, like, you know, I hate doing this, guys. If plans of him getting called up are like true, I think Roddy might be out of here. <laughs> After whatever this is, after they get the after they get the creeds over, you, I think, you, uh, you but you know I hate just being like I'm going to say this because I think they're going to be called up, and then they never get called up or like it takes forever for that to happen. Yeah, um, but it is what it is. Roddy gonna uh, be all elite by by uh, September. I would be so fucking disappointed. I'm telling you right um, now, it's gonna happen. That boy gonna be he gonna go back to the ghetto. Uh, next. Uh, we got Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. For this will probably the, be the NXT, match of the night. Uh, North American Championship. This uh, should be an event. This should be an event, low key. Yeah, low key. Um, actually, yeah, shit. I think uh, tag team match should really be it. Low, low key. key. Low key. <laughs> uh, 
because Breaker Breaker Gacy, that shit could start the show for real, for real. Yeah, that honestly. Get that out of the way. Fucking way. Um, I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes here. I don't really see the point of Carmelo Hayes, like, getting yeah. it. Like, I think, but- like, I I think Carmelo Hayes kind of has to like learn how to like be a character without a belt. Yeah, you need to face some adversity. Um, yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't see the point of a hot potato in this belt between these two guys. So there's no reason for Cameron Grimes to lose. It, it seems obvious that they're they're leading towards Cameron Grimes versus Solo, which is going to be interesting because the crowd is like a hundred percent fully on the Solo at this point. Yeah. Um, he might get involved in this match. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe Trick William gets involved and he comes out and like attacks Trick. We'll see. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But that is in your house. Uh, hopefully, no mat. Hopefully, a whole bunch of matches don't get announced from uh from when this episode gets uh posted. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, AEW had like five matches after we started our damn uh, prediction. <laughs> I know, I know it was crazy to uh, do the episode before the, uh, you know, doing it as we normally do, but kind of nuts. But it is what it is. Um, that is it for us. Uh, you can follow Quan at the Comeback Spot on Twitter. You can follow me, Cyrus, on TWR. You can follow the A-Show Network uh, at the A-Show RNC and keep up with everything that we're doing, uh, you know, podcasts and, uh, you know, everything content-wise. Um, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the A show RNC, uh, where you get episode our weekly shows early. Rewriters Room had an episode that came out earlier this week. Uh, they're in GM mode. Um, I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, but please check that out. Um, spot callers, we're going to have uh, the best of Vader mixtape coming soon, the best of Vader compilation. Um, we have a stellar set of matches. Um, one of the matches don't really exist anywhere. And Justin found a very uh a link to this match is Vader versus uh Kenji Muda. Uh, was it from Noah or from WCW? Was he in I don't know, I don't know. but it's very hard to get a hold of this match. Are you so doing the same hands watch... match? Uh where the eyeball pops out? It wasn't voted on. Oh, it was it was one. the one that was on the poll. But uh. We have to watch a Vader match on a porn site because that's where it was uploaded on. <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean? It is, it is this Vader match is uploaded on a porn site. And what site? I, think I should watch. It. I I feel a <laughs> freak man over here. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should watch it before it gets taken down. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> so that's gonna be very fun when we do that for spot callers. Um, other stuff. Uh, you can listen to me on the lookout. Um, I'll be talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 2, battle, the Ooh. start of uh, Battle City. Um, that will be coming out next week, uh, June 7th. And um, June 14th, me and Justin, well, not June 14th, but uh, a week after that Yu-Gi-Oh! episode comes out, me and Justin will be talking more but about anime. We'll be talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in our debut show for the Lookout Network called The JoJo Agenda. Um, we'll Ooh. just kind of just be talking about each part of JoJo um, leading up to the second half of part six, but we'll see how the timeline uh, and uh, lines up for that. 
Damn, I might need um, another show, bro. Everybody over here doing three shows. I'm out here just doing this one show, just chilling. Hey, man, you, you, know you, I mean? you watch you watch anime, bro? Well, go over to the lookout. They might got something for you. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm I'm, a, I'm embarrassed myself going on there. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so me and Quan are gonna turn on the Patreon light on. If you want to hear our thoughts on Bret Hart versus The Undertaker at SummerSlam '97. Mm-hmm. Head over to the Patreon, spend the $5, and then uh, hear everything that we have to say about the match. Um, shout out to everybody that listens. Thank you for all the love and support. And hopefully to see you on the Patreon next week. Peace out.